Hello and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, No Place to Hide. The title of this episode might make you imagine you're in some kind of movie in which you, the hero or heroine, learns to your dismay that there really is no hope of escape, or fading into the background or disappearing through a back door. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your attitude and mindset, the stage is set, there are no back doors, and there is no option other than you having to face the music. And the music in this case is not the sweet harmony of your favourite song. In fact, the environment of the venue in which you are now positioned is one in which there is very little harmony at all. It is instead a place of conflict, of dispute and acrimony, a place which, although well-ordered, is nevertheless designed to place you under considerable stress and pressure. Because what awaits you shortly after you enter what has been described as the hot seat is a number of well-orchestrated and calculated attacks on you and your evidence. It can feel like an ordeal, like a terrible nightmare hanging over you, depending on your perception of the situation. Alternatively, you could view it as your opportunity to share the wealth of your knowledge, skills and experience, and to grow in confidence. The judge invites you to take your place in the hot seat. Complying with the judge's instructions, you oblige. The clerk approaches you and asks you whether you wish to take the oath or affirm your evidence. You make your choice, the former, and you take the Bible in your right hand and the card that they hand to you in your left. You then swear your oath, and as you do so, you consider and reflect upon the words you have just declared, in the presence of all in the courtroom. I swear by Almighty God that the evidence I shall give shall be the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The words in the oath are very precise, designed to allow for no margin of error and demand your compliance to a course of action that is not just honest and truthful, but clear, accurate and succinct. Giving evidence is a very responsible and serious event and unsurprisingly there can be serious consequences if it is discovered that you have lied or are lying in court. You could be held in contempt of court and although you may not face criminal charges, it is never a good idea to lie at court. In private law cases, it may result in the judge coming to the conclusion that your child may be better cared for by their other parent. Committing perjury, depending on the severity of the lie, may be punishable by the court and could result in a fine, community order or even imprisonment. There is something undeniably binding about the entire process, which could have the effect of making you want to either stand and fight or flee as far away as possible. The latter option, though, is one that is only possible in your imagination, since you are already in the witness box. And to adopt that state of mind would be tantamount to waving a white flag of surrender at an enemy committed to your destruction. The action or gesture would be a futile one, because this is not a battle that you can avoid in any way. Adopting that kind of mindset is then of no use to you whatsoever, since it simply provides those cross-examining you with the incentive to attack you more. If you have ever been in a situation in which you are threatened of being attacked by a dog or a wild animal, the absolute worst thing you can do is to flee or capitulate. 
Attempting to run away and cowering in fear would only guarantee your assailant attacks you ferociously. Standing still, but as tall as possible, facing your attacker, showing no sign of fear, on the other hand, will have the effect of making those who wish, wish to attack you think twice about how they respond to you. Although you are dealing with human beings as opposed to animals, in the same way that animals are emboldened and attracted by a smell of fear or the sight of blood, if or when humans sense fear and weakness, it stirs or excites base animalistic tendencies inside them, fueling the desire to attack. And barristers don't need any extra incentive to attack. It's what they do for a living and have trained for. So you want to give them as little incentive and opportunity to attack you as possible. This is why your state of mind and attitude are so vital to how you perform in the witness box. The positive state of mind you adopt from the beginning and throughout your time in the witness box will better assist you in managing cross-examination and in presenting you in the best possible way to the judge. Now you may be wondering why I've used the metaphor of a physical battle or an animal threatening to attack you. I've used them because, in my view, when being cross-examined, it is analogous to being in a battle. And those cross-examining you are willing and very able to use you as a piece of meat they are only too happy to sink their teeth into. The process is not a physical one, but it is undoubtedly a mental and emotional one. And I feel sure the graphic images of the descriptions I use to illustrate my points will not be lost on you. The thing that has to be grasped by all witnesses is that you are fully on show throughout your time in the witness box. This means that you are totally exposed, such that anyone observing you cannot fail to see, hear and feel not just what you are saying, but far more revealingly what you are feeling inside. When others can see, sense and feel the emotions that you are experiencing, they can see whether your, whether your responses and words you use are consistent with what you are feeling inside, and thus judge the extent to which you are believable or not. They are in a position to accurately view your level of indecision, doubt, anxiety, certainty, confidence and conviction. If you have allowed doubt and uncertainty to remain lodged inside of your mind, then it will fully be fully on show for everyone to see whilst you're in the hot seat. So if you intend to give great evidence, you have to ensure that you eliminate from your mind any doubt or uncertainty prior to attending court. You can remove doubt and uncertainty from your mind by repetitively going over your arguments and evidence, reasoning them out and then convincing yourself why your arguments and conclusions are sound. Practicing giving your evidence out loud over and over again whilst looking at yourself in the mirror and hearing your voice repeatedly until you sound, look and feel confident will eventually dispel doubt and uncertainty from your mind. It's also important to be conscious of your inner conversations while practicing to dispel doubts. Your feelings, thoughts and inner chatter have to be mastered if you're going to perfect the level of confidence and conviction you need to exude when giving evidence. There's no point practicing giving great evidence repeatedly on the one hand, whilst at the same time you're working against yourself by harboring thoughts, feelings and self-talk 
that is undermining your efforts to be consistently convincing. Another useful way to prepare yourself for giving evidence is to picture yourself with an emotional bay around you, so that although you can hear what is being said to you, the barrier around you prevents you from being emotionally impacted or triggered by those cross-examining you. See the barrier around you as being not only able to prevent you from being emotionally triggered, but as a barrier that facilitates you to think clearly and filter out unwanted and unhelpful thoughts, feelings and responses. As there really is no place to hide when giving evidence, you want to show the court your great attitude, your ability to listen to to think clearly, respond appropriately and provide the court with compelling reasons to value your evidence very highly. Until next time.